This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I am very excited today to be joined by some other amazing members of our outreach team here at Mercy. I have Julian, I have Erin, and I have Rachel. So really glad to have you guys here. Hello, hello. How y'all doing? Hey. That was Erin. My voice is not one that is known, but this is Erin. It's only a matter of time, my friend. (laughs) So, uh, wow, here we are towards the beginning of April, and y'all, we've been living this quarantine life for, what, two years now? Is that a good guess? (laughs) Two years. It feels like it's been forever. (laughs) When I think back to the things that I did in early March, I'm like, oh my God. I mean, that for reals feels like a lifetime ago. It's just yeah, for real. I keep emailing um, people and thinking, I emailed you in a completely different time. Like, yes, it was a years. different, it's true. Last it's time so I talked true. to you. Yes. But I look at pictures from like January and February. I just want to go back to like Melanie and be like, you don't even know. I know. You don't even know what's about to <laughs> yes. happen. That's what Favorite. I was thinking too. I was like, oh, you're so naive. You have no idea. (laughs) Anyway, here we are, guys. And I don't know, you know, I'd love to hear just from you guys how y'all are doing. Um, I know that I, um, the word that I've been using to kind of describe where I am this week has just been weary. Mm. It's not just a physical, mental, emotional weariness, even though I do feel all of that. I just feel like almost like a soul level weariness. And so I've been having to do some conversation with the Lord about what it looks like uh, in this season to just have my soul refreshed by him, you know. Um, But but in the midst of all of that, I've just been really trying to be more aware of my outlook on every day because I just, I don't know, yesterday I felt like the Lord was very specifically telling me, you have two options here. Like you can look Mm -hmm. at this day and see all of the shortcomings, all of the difficulties, all the things that you wish were different. Or you can choose a different way to look at this day and you can start it off by thinking about all of the great things that are happening right now in your life, all the things you have to be thankful for. It's so cliche, y'all, but like, it's a game changer. So I'm trying, I'm trying every day to start it off. What is going good? What am I thankful for? So anyway, that's me. How are you guys doing? Yeah, hanging in there. I mean, it's been really interesting for me because in this quarantine state, I have found that it's really magnifying and amplifying a lot of my weaknesses Mm -hmm. and a lot of the areas in which I need to continue to grow in Um, because it's a lot harder to run away and to go into safety mode or, um, you know, to pursue temporary fixes or vices or or different distractions that can bring, um, you know, some kind of temporary reprieve. That's really what God's been revealing to me in in this uh, time of quarantine is, um, look, you've got nowhere to run, but into my arms, you know? So I don't know. That's been a big thing for me is um, recognizing that um, right now, 
yes, there's a lot of craziness and uncertainty, but how can I actually use it as a blessing to focus on on growing closer with the lies? Sometimes, you know, living there in that place of growth and learning. Good job, Julian. <laughs> I don't know if you're choosing that or feeling forced there. I have, sometimes I find myself there. And then sometimes I find myself wanting to numb out, just mm. wanting to do nothing. Um, feeling tired, exhausted. And then at the same time, I feel tired of the nothingness. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for something to happen. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And then I find myself looking for that on social media or in a new movie as if that's going to be the fix, but it's not. So probably I, maybe I'm two days behind Julian and in two days I'll be like, the Lord is the only one who can satisfy this. I cannot substitute um, which probably a lot of what we're going to talk about today on the podcast, I got to tell you, is yeah. I, it is speaking to me right yeah, now to let those feelings lead me somewhere. I feel you. Yeah, I, I think I would, I can see like similarities in every single one of y'all's, you know, stories right now. It's like, Mel, I still relate to waking up and being like, oh my gosh, this day, like the length of going through this day feels almost unbearable. So I've got to choose... I'm going to choose my outlet, you know, my perspective, the moment my feet hit the floor. Um, so walking through that journey and then for sure what Julian was saying about, you know, I, there's like nowhere to run in this, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this exposes all of the things that I've either stuffed down or tried to bury or tried to run away from by being busy or having all of these plans and goals. Uh, and then Aaron, I get the, you know, like there'll be different things like distractions that I've like, they're like little distraction nests that I'm trying to like build on my own in these, the corners of the house, that, you know, like take away. <laughs> and so but at the end of the day, I was thinking this last night after we laid the kids down, I was like that word Mel that you've used weary just felt so appropriate. Um, and I thought, man, I think I'm part of this is that toll. Like you said, it, that it takes on your soul of, of that endurance. I feel like, so it's so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I had all these plans. I was going to try to be productive and it just came down to, okay, Lord, I think, I think I'm going to have to be like even more than intentional. Like, like the, the livelihood of me surviving this or the livelihood, basically the, my, my dependency on you cannot be understated right now. And so it's okay to get to the end of the day and just be like, I, I can't anymore. Jesus, I've just got to get away with you. So whatever that looks like for you. So I don't know if you have noticed, but I did not realize how many scriptures there are that talk about the Lord, like reviving our soul and renewing our soul and restoring our soul. Like I'm, I've been amazed at how many scriptures speak directly to that. Yeah. And I just don't know that I've ever been in a position in my life where I felt it more like that, that need of like restoring my soul. So yeah. it's just an interesting thing. I just think it's so, so, so good for us to constantly be saying, Lord, what are you doing in my life right now? What are you yeah. trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? You never waste anything. Yeah. And so I want to get everything out of this that I can, you know, that's yeah. good and it's a blessing. So anyway, yeah. no, all right, let's like, okay, let's jump into our actual topic for the day. <laughs> we can talk about this all day. No, you're, you're good. I, I, I totally agree. I think it's also good. I think all of this is part of that with our emotions and our feelings, um, which is why we wanted to come up, you know, on here and continue this conversation from last week. Uh, last week we talked about fear and sadness and about 
really just how processing those with Jesus um, is going to get us through to the gift or the purpose of, of what those emotions are there for. Um, and it may sound like heretical, but he, you know, just a quick example is, you know, taking that, that fear that we have. Um, if we don't process that with the Lord, then it's going to turn into us trying to control everything, which, you know, we've learned it manifests itself as anxiety. Um, but if we take that fear to the Lord and we remind ourselves, like Mel, you were saying in his word, um, of his promises and knowing, Hey, I can, trust him with this, then that builds faith, which sounds kind of weird, but it, but it really does. So like, what are you going to do with your feelings? Cause they can, you've got a choice to make. Um, mm-hmm. and so all that to say, um, it can be a little confusing when we talk about these emotions, because you may hear fear, uh, sadness, loneliness, and you're like, wow, this sounds awful. This sounds so depressing, but especially for this conversation and like all of, um, this chip Dodd, uh, you know, information and and his concept here with emotions um this is really the the idea that the emotions are more or less a little more neutral and they're trying to tell us something they're trying to point us to something um, and inform us of our needs so today we're going to talk about loneliness everybody's favorite (laughs) 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 just kidding just kidding it's really good it's really good (laughs) you're so excited (laughs) so um yeah this is one of those feelings that really at the end of the day informs us of our need for a relationship. So it's true. Yeah. And as a, you know, extroverted three wing two, um, you know, the idea of loneliness, um, at its face, um, kind of like unsettles me, you know, because most of us right now are finding ourselves in this very state, this very unique position Mm -hmm. of quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, however, loneliness is not exclusive to scenarios like these. And as I'm sure you'll hear today, we deal with this feeling more than we know. So just as a refresher, we've derived our resources from the book voice of the heart by, uh, Dr. Chip Dodd. You've already heard, uh, Rachel reference him and it's a stellar book by the way so if you're looking for a really good deep dive into these emotions further yeah we cannot recommend It'll it kick enough. Your tail. it's true <laughs> um, but yeah so with all of that being said let's let's break down the idea of what loneliness even is um, and like you know Rachel alluded to earlier it's actually not as morbid mm. as as you might think loneliness uh, to reiterate is a feeling that tells us that we are actually made we're designed for relationship. And in fact, it's le- it's a leading feeling that can lead us to seeking out four different kinds of relationships. Yeah. Julian, you talking about that, it is so true. Loneliness is not something that is there just to be there. We're not saying go and sit in your loneliness, no. um, but it is, it's an indicator of something more to come, that there is something needed that is not present. Um, and so I know uh, earlier, Rachel talked about how last week we talked about how, uh, was it fear manifests yes. as anxiety? So loneliness, we have a choice there too. Um, we have a choice of loneliness manifesting into relationship mm. and letting it point us in that direction where it wants to point us, or it can manifest is as apathy, mm. which is the lack of feeling no more caring about anything. And so loneliness actually points us towards relationship and towards feeling And there's four relationships, like Julian said, that are in this loneliness. Um, The first one is um, with ourselves. Mm. Okay. 
hold up here. We're talking about loneliness and there's supposed to be a relationship with ourselves. Does anybody else think that's a little confusing? Yeah, I did at first. I was like, what is she talking yeah. about? All the introverts are like, no. Yeah, I yeah, guess that's awesome. It. You're right. There I is. love a relationship with myself. <laughs> the introverts do understand a loneliness yeah. to be with ourselves. I am an extrovert. So when I read that, heard that, I was like, nope, I never, <laughs> never feel lonely to be with myself <laughs> ever <laughs> I do not want to be alone in my house with nothing to do nobody to talk to um, but that is the first one is a loneliness with ourselves the second one is probably the most understandable a loneliness to be with others mm -hmm. so we have a loneliness with ourselves a loneliness to be with others then there's a loneliness to be with God mm -hmm. so those moments we just feel so much like we want to connect with God but we're having trouble we're like how do I I don't feel with you right now, Lord. I don't feel like we're together in relationship. And then the last one, um, which is actually uh, one, I'm really excited to talk about this one, a loneliness for creative expression. Yeah. Um, and so that actually comes, it's actually meant to be sequential too. So those four relationships go in order um, that a loneliness for ourselves, as we find ourselves, we're able to connect with others. And as we connect with others and ourselves, we're able to connect with the Lord. And as we connect with the Lord ourselves, and others, we are able to express ourselves creatively. That's good. Ooh, yeah, else already caught up in that whirlwind? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but it is good. It is good. Um, one thing to talk about aloneness with ourselves, a big distinction um, that we want to make, I know Julian already made this distinction a little bit, that this loneliness is not just exclusive to quarantine. It's not just being by ourselves. Um, but there's a difference between isolation Mm. and solitude that's good so isolation and solitude isolation is when we are turning ourselves off from ourselves from others from god from creative expression we're we're pushing everything away and that isolation is what leads that loneliness that is in isolation that's what leads to apathy mm. yeah that's solitude good. is the loneliness we feel for ourselves that is a good thing to have solitude to be figuring out connecting our minds and our hearts together how God intended it, that we would be connected within ourselves to our, mm -hmm. our hearts and our minds. And that solitude is what we yearn for. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when we feel lonely, we instead choose to isolate, to, to push those feelings away. So, yeah. and yeah. I, that the big difference is if you're in isolation, you are put, you feel like you're pushing, getting further and further away from relationship. When you're in solitude, you actually feel um, excited to discover mm. you're exploring you're able to explore within yourself. And then that usually leads to you exploring with the Lord and with others. Mm -hmm. So that's how you can kind of tell the difference between those two. Yeah. But. Which I just think it's funny even having this conversation because like the literal term of what we're being asked to do is social isolation. Right. <laughs> it's just they so, should not call it that. So interesting. I know, I know, but you know, it's this idea of, um, you know, like the healthy side of loneliness and that, that loneliness to be with yourself being, that ability to almost like get alone and process and think and refuel self-care, do all the things that we've talked about. And I know the, uh, at least a couple of weeks ago on Mercy Talk, we just talked about how important it was to get away. Mm -hmm. if you are in a house full of people and take some time to process, like process where you are with things, process those emotions, like take, take that time that, I mean, I don't know. I know for me, 
in this season in a house with a baby and a spouse, I am lonely to be with myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I've, I've been having to figure out, and it's not just to go veg out. It's like, do people still say that? Is that That's a term. Thing? You're good. Um, but like, I need that space to like process yeah. and just be with me in a very intentional way. Um, and if you, you know, I think at the end of the day, like you were just saying, Aaron, like there is, I think that's what's so fascinating about this book and the way he describes emotions is that there's a good side and a bad side. The emotion itself is not good or bad. Um, but with loneliness, that whole idea that like, if you aren't honest about it and you don't recognize it and you don't actually kind of lean into that feeling and realize what it's asking you to do, um, you do end up in that impaired side. You end up yeah. in that unhealthy side, that apathetic side. And the crazy thing about the apathy is that the very thing that your soul needs the most in that moment is relationship. And mm. when you are living in that place of, of apathy and like just basically showing no care or concern for others at all, you're pushing all of them away. So the very thing you need the most is the very thing you are pushing away by your apathy. And so I don't know, I just feel like this one's a really important one for people to understand because I don't, I mean... I don't know about y'all, but like, I've, I've seen that. I've felt that that with people when there's just this like apathy towards all people. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't need people. I don't need friends. I don't need that. And, and no one is drawn to that. And so those people who actually are acting out of their loneliness are just keeping that cycle going. So, um, anyway, I think just as far as relation, loneliness and relationship to others, you know, I think at the end of the day, that really does involve some risk because what it requires yeah. is vulnerability. Yay! Everybody's favorite word. Favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's just, uh, even vulnerability, vulnerability to me is such an interesting thing because um, it, it is truly vulnerability that brings you into like a deep relationship of being known. Yeah. And I don't know, like when I think about, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this where you can be feeling lonely, like at a deep level. And sometimes the most lonely place to be is in a room full of people. Um, because now I don't know, maybe this is an introvert thing, Aaron, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like Sometimes when I am feeling really unknown, unseen, nobody is with me in this place at a deep level, I can be in a room full of people and actually feel more alone than if I wasn't even with people because I'm like, I'm around people, but I'm not known. I'm not known in this room. I'm not seen in this room. And like the deepest parts of who I am, my greatest joys, pains, hurts, disappointments, no one in this room knows that right now. Yeah, Um, so Melanie, so are you saying that it's not just about the presence of people, but it's about how we relate to those people? 100%. I think it's not about the presence of human beings in your life. It's about being known. It's about the presence of being known. That's good. Um, And so he talks about that a lot, just that need for being willing to expose our wounds, expose our needs, Mm -hmm. um, just that vulnerable place. And even with like, he talks about how important it is with kids. Oh, um, That like that if you are in a space where you are not deeply known, then you're still going to feel that loneliness no matter how many people are around you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, it's pretty clear all throughout scripture that God just didn't make us to do this life alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, he kind of did the ultimate act of vulnerability on the cross, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, 
he set that precedence for us. Um, and so that, that at the end of the day, I think is really the answer to our loneliness. It's not people, it's being known by people and being loved by people. And that requires vulnerability. A lot of people don't like. Hey guys, Rachel here. We're going to get back into some more practical tools in just a second. But for a minute, I wanted to remind you that if you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're gonna stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. And I'm really glad you said that, Melanie. I'm just going to chime in here real quick, but you're talking about the, how we relate to others, that it's more than just being around people. And then mm -hmm. you related it to the Lord on the cross. And I think a lot of this loneliness that we feel is a, a, a loneliness for intimacy yeah. within mm -hmm. ourselves, with others. And those can only be experienced. Um, he actually talks about three conditions that we all need in order to experience God is compassion, desperation, and celebration. Mm -hmm. And all three of those can't happen if you're not willing to be vulnerable. So, yeah. If you're not willing to feel what other people feel, if you're not willing to offer up what you're feeling, what you're going through, we all desire comfort, ease, relaxation, but those things don't lead to what we're looking for, what mm -hmm. we're lonely for. Mm -hmm. And so you emphasizing that difference, I just thought, just wanted to shout that out there. Yeah. Well, and I'm like one of those deeper. people, I don't know. Um, I'm like sometimes vulnerable to a thought. Uh, to a thought. Oh my. <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> we got you. Coronavirus. Yeah. No, um, we've, we've been a little in solitude. Our speaking skills. I forgot words. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, like my challenge to people is just like, if you are kind of in that place where you're like, you know what, I don't have those kind of deep level relationships and I'm cool. I'm good. I'm fine. Um, I would just, to quote the Brooke Heels, uh, her favorite phrase, like, I would ask you to consider. Yeah, good. What, like, depth of meaning of life mm. are you potentially missing out on right yeah. now because of that? And have you just grown so used to kind of, like, fending for yourself, doing that loneliness has gotten numbed in your life? Who knows? Maybe you're feeling it with something else. I don't know. Yeah. But, but just consider that there might be a depth of relationship and being known and um, connection and intimacy um, with people with God that you would be blown away by experiencing if you could choose to lean into that. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, that was, that was great. Man, that's so good. And just to quickly underscore that um, with some scripture, Proverbs 18, one reads, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And I think that that is just um, <laughs> pretty, um, <laughs> Julian with the mic drop. You like that? Well, it was interesting because I love that we have this scripture reference in this episode in relation to these first two points, because as you guys were talking, and sorry for going off script here, but I was thinking yeah. like, man, 
the enemy in a very sneaky way uses isolation as, as a lie to mm. tell us like, hey, you just need self-care. You just need to pull back. You need to withdraw because you need you time. You need to focus on you. Um, and so it's a sneaky sin because mm. the enemy is so crafty. He frames it in such a way and packages it so that we think we believe this lie sometimes that, well, I'm just, you know what I need to, I just need to take my time. I'm, 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 I need, I need the me time. So, um, just wanted to quickly comment on that because I know that that's been true of me in my life in the past. Um, so, and, and those sneaky temptations, those, uh, those, you know, sneaky sins are the ones that can oftentimes be the most destructive ones, not the overt ones, but those sneaky ones. Yeah. Um, well, so and that's good. To, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, oh, that's so good too. It reminds me, I mean, you know, his his ways are are higher and they're, they're for our good. And so it just bringing up in my memory when you're talking about this, that yeah. I, the difference between isolation and um, solitude is that there is purpose in solitude, that there is, even if it's yeah. still, there's still things happening. Um, it may be things we can't see. Whereas in isolation, you're right. It's kind mm-hmm. of that cool to withdraw further, further, further. And you may be thinking, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, this is just me taking care of me. But yeah. and we're not saying don't do self-care. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying no. that is what you're doing, is it leading you away? Is it numbing exactly. you out, I guess? Yes. Exactly. So, I people could maybe use the excuse for, like, for isolating. They could use the excuse of, ah, it's self-care. It's yes. just me. Like, yeah. And yeah. so knowing the difference that that's actually not self-care. Exactly. It's not caring yeah. for yourself. That's yeah. There is a form of self-care that's great and healthy and important, but that's, yeah, that's really interesting, Julian. I've never thought about that, that it could almost be just excused. Yeah. That's good. Well, and is it any uh, coincidence that the first letter in the word isolation is I? I don't know the root of the word. Um, isolate or isolate. Enjoy it. I just think on a t-shirt. If you're ever like, you know, um, if you're ever confused about the difference of, of the two and you need that reminder, it could serve as a, as a, you know, there you, go. Yeah. you know, so we're in social solitude y'all. Yeah, that's right. I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not, not socially social isolation. isolating anymore. That's yeah. right. It's good. That's good yeah. to be intentional during this time yeah. rather than zoning out into the TV. Yeah. That's what I've yep. been doing. Yep. <laughs> tunnel and I'm calling yep. it self care. I'm calling it rest. Right. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But so let's get real. Sometimes it's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just to round out these last two points, mm-hmm. uh, loneliness to be with God and loneliness for creative uh, expression. Um, and I, I love that I got the latter of those two because uh, Rachel knows uh, how much I enjoy creativity and, and creative expression. So thank you for giving me those two points, Rachel. <laughs> um, so it goes without saying that we were never made uh, to find satisfaction, fulfillment, and even true joy apart from God. I mean, think back all the way to uh, Genesis, um, you know, uh, the, the creation story. God wanted, uh, you know, us to share in the glory of creation. Mm. Um, you know, so when we think about this, we um, you know, whenever we try to find uh, satisfaction or fulfillment or true joy apart from God, it's just counterfeit. 
um, mm. you know, wh- whatever it is, it's, it's not lasting. Um, and our deepest longings can never be met apart from our maker. We have to remember that. So leaning into the feeling of loneliness to be with God leads us to seeking him with our entire essence, our whole hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good news here is that God does not play games with us. He loves to reveal more and more of his character and his heart and even his goodness to us. Uh, just think of Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, which reads, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Um, such a, such a timely scripture for this time of quarantine that we're all experiencing. Yeah. And Julian, I like how that scripture emphasizes that seeking the Lord is explorative. Yes. I think that's what a lot of this is. This loneliness is a, is a need for exploration. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to echo that. That's cool how it's, it's not just, okay, I have to find God and find that he is good all the time, that I agree with him all the time, that I'm happy yeah. all the time. But when I find God, I can actually explore with him exactly where I'm at right now, which is what loneliness points us to. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and remember that exploring is a is a is not a passive thing. Um, mm-hmm. That is a that is an active, um, it, you know, um, activity. Um, yes. um, it's something that you know requires energy. Um, you know, and I, I just love the word you know exploring there. That's that's yeah. great, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, just to to close out uh, the fourth point um, is the the feeling of loneliness for creative expression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already said this earlier, but I'm a creator at heart. So I really love this. Yeah. Uh, it reminds yeah, Julian, us that you are so creative. I'm so sorry. I had to say <laughs> yeah, that everyone today, Julian that. is incredible. I appreciate that. Um, but it's great because we have to remember that creativity, um, is, is God honoring because we were created in the image of God, who's the ultimate creator. So when we are expressing creativity in any kind of medium, whether it's the written word, whether it's a physical painting on canvas, whether it's dance, whether it's cooking, yeah. um, in any aspect in which we are being creative, it is, it is a, that is a God-honoring thing. Um, so we have to remember that. So this loneliness for creative expression um, you know, Aaron talking about this being a sequential, you know, a sequential pattern here. The fourth one, you know, I, I just think it's almost like it's a, 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 the culmination of the first three. Um, and so yeah, keeping that in mind is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just really referring to this desire to participate in the unfolding, to yeah. offer something or even to make of the earth. So in other words, I'm lonely to make something, to see something, to know that I was here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was incredibly interesting because Chip Dodd actually says that this, is, this one must be attended to last in order of importance. Mm-hmm. So the reason for that, though, is because our work cannot fulfill our worth. Let me say that again. Our, our work cannot fulfill our worth. Yeah. And in fact, our greatest creative expression is in the relationship that we have with God, with God so uh, vertically and with others horizontally, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily in what it is that we're producing. Um, so which by the way as a side note that's really good news for those of us who do not put ourselves in the creative category (laughs) because I truly was sitting here thinking like I don't do art 
don't do, I don't do like, I don't create things. I'm not really like a big creative, like that is probably Mel is just, creative, y'all. She can yes. sing and write. Mm-hmm. Like, and no. not only that, and not only that, but I think challenging ourselves to think outside the box in terms yes. of what it is that creativity looks like. So yes. Melody, for you, one of the ways that I see your creativity, your beautiful creativity manifested is when you lead us in the different, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, in the different ways as a team, as an, as, as an outreach team at Mercy Multiplied, you are constantly thinking of creative ways to shepherd yeah, that's our it. department to, you know, different goal, to achieve different goals. Um, and I think that that's one of the many ways in which your creativity well, manifests. And that's why I think that was helpful, which by the way, thank you. This didn't have to turn into like, convince me I'm creative, <laughs> but, but I think that's actually a really great example, Julian. I think that's a good thing to say. And that really goes along with what you just said, that it's not actually about what we produce tangibly, where there, there is so much beauty in that. Not to say that that's not important and, and wonderful in a way to reflect, um, reflect the Lord, but, Um, that ultimately it comes in this relationship space, the relationships that we have with other people, whether that's, yeah, maybe me with you guys as the team or with friends or family or spouses or kids, like that is where the ultimate expression of creativity uh, can really come alive for us. So for anybody listening who is like me, that's like, oh, don't start talking about creative expression. That's not my world. That's not my world. It actually is. Just call Julian. We'll tell you how you are creative. That's right. He's creative at telling people how they're creative. So that's good. <laughs> so good. I love that. That is so, so good. And and thinking about that creative expression, um, if you're stuck there, if you're like, man, I don't get it. How do I get this creative expression? I am lonely for it. I'd like to create something. Um, and creatively, you know, not just art, like Melanie was saying, it can be any, I mean, you'll, you'll know it when you find it. Right. But whenever you do that, it's right, it's in order. And so if you're having trouble being creative, go back. Are you lonely for yourself? Are you lonely to be with others? Are you lonely to be with God? As you explore with yourself, with others, with God, you'll actually discover that creativity there. That's good. Um, as you talk to God. Good. Um, so as we put all those things in order, I uh, have not been able to say this on a podcast yet, but I think it's time to get practical. What? <laughs> we should have like a little tune that goes da 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 da. Every episode, um, but we do. We want to make sure that we actually can find a path to these things. So, um, something that Chip Dodd talks about: identification, exploration, expression. Mm. Identification: What am I feeling? So, taking time. One takeaway: Take time with yourself in solitude, not. I, solation, good one, Julian. <laughs> in solitude and find out what am I feeling? I need to identify what that is. And that might take some time. For me, um, if you're Enneagram, I'm a seven. Feelings are not my thing. I often feel frustrated that I don't know how I feel, but sitting and taking that time is worth it. That's probably the biggest thing I've learned in this podcast. Sit and take time because it's pointing you in the direction that you need to go for longevity, not short-term relief through Netflix or something yeah. else food, sugars. I mean, we're all gaining the quarantine 15, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> the quarantine so, 19. Which, the quarantine by the way, 19. even with that, Erin, I would just say like, if you are one of those people that's like, man, this emotion stuff is, I don't know. And I don't ever know what I'm feeling. And I know a lot of people, I mean, my sweet husband is very, a very emotional person, but he's an Enneagram too. So it's very hard for him sometimes to like put a finger on it. He's like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I'm feeling, you know? But you're not left alone in that. Like, 
like we could do a whole teaching right here on like hearing the voice of God, but like mm-hmm. that you would just ask the Lord. I mean, there's times for me too. I'm like, I am full of emotion right now and I don't even know what it is. I can't name it. Yeah. Um, and to have that time to process, not just with yourself, but truly with the Lord, Lord, help me put a finger on what I'm feeling right now. Yes. And he's really, really good. He's really good at it because he knows, he knows exactly what you're feeling. So uh, that is so good that that solitude would be with the Lord. As you yeah. explore with yourself, it leads you to exploring with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I actually coined this as a child. I called it prinking, prayerful thinking. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. it. That's like fourth grade Erin right there in her journal. Like <laughs> this is revela- so like so much revelation. Aaron. You need to prink. We need to prink with the Lord. So prayerful oh thinking, Melanie. So right. Identification, exploration. Where is this coming from? Yeah. <clears throat> so after you identify what you're feeling, start asking the Lord, ask yourself, where's this coming from? What is, what are the things you might be surprised? It might not actually just be quarantine. <laughs> it might be that quarantine is revealing something that was already there. So oh, it is. Yes. So exploration, <laughs> identification, exploration, where is this coming from? The last one is expression. And so, um, our next takeaway is honesty, mm. being honest with yourself and then expressing that to other people. So going and being honest with somebody else, it might feel like you're being a drag. That's how I feel. I like to be very positive. I don't want to share my negative feelings with other people, but it's in that expression that we're able, that compassion, that, what was it? Compassion. Oh no. Uh, The celebration, compassion, celebration, compassion, desperation. Those things are deep and they come out of being able to express those deep things to others. Even if they start out feeling, it's like, oh, but this is so, I'm such a drag to the party. Mm-hmm. I expressed honestly what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it. Um, but I actually had that experience with somebody earlier today on another Zoom call. And where it leads is so good. It actually, when you express honestly, um, Chip Dodd said it actually lowers your heart rate. Yeah. It lowers your stress, your cortisol levels. When you choose to honestly express to yourself, to the Lord, but to others. Mm-hmm. Find those safe people. It has to be safe people. Somebody said they expressed how they were feeling about insecurities about their weight. They expressed it to somebody and they were not a safe person. Right. No, mm-hmm. not a good idea. <laughs> they were like, welcome to the club. And they like made fun of it. Mm-hmm. You have to express it to safe people, but being honest with people, it literally is for your health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opens the door for other people to be honest back with you. Sometimes people yeah. are just waiting for someone to be honest with them so they can be honest with someone else. Mm-hmm. So you just have no idea what door you're opening when you choose to do that. So that is so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the two things. So the two things you're going to spend time with yourself, figuring out how you feel with the Lord, taking that time solitude from all the people in your house, or if there's nobody in your house, there's a difference between isolation and and solitude. Yes. And then takeaway number two, being honest. Yeah. With yourself, maybe first, but ultimately with other people who are safe Mm -hmm. to share with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd encourage you too, if you, if you, if you heard Aaron go, be honest with somebody else about your needs and you immediately get this sensation of like choking, sweating, uh, figuring out all the things you can do to stay busy. So you don't have to do that. You are not alone (laughs) because like everybody has said here that requires vulnerability and it really kind of requires this moment of you being honest. Like she said that I, I, I'm not the Holy Spirit, as you know, terrible say. I don't have all of this held together on my own. And so, as Julian has already pointed out, that this, uh, we call it the corona, um, that this quarantine and the coronavirus has just really kind of revealed what 
the things we were probably already wrestling with anyways, mm-hmm. this would be a really good time to ask the Lord, um, Lord, why do I struggle with being honest about my needs? Like, why is that hard for me to admit? I, why? Because, you know, and Chip Dodd talks about this more too, but that's what enables us to um, accept that green bean casserole from the neighbor, you know, when they're offering to help all the way from that to um, the I'm so sorry and the comfort and the prayer um, because we recognize that we don't got this on our own. And so that has been a really humbling um and just quite honestly, probably one of the biggest things that the Lord has taught me through this is that needs to Him are not offensive. In fact, um, they are they're a requirement for coming to Jesus. You, you got to admit that you can't do it on your own. Uh, yeah. And when He can take control, that's when, you know, the freedom comes. So this has been yes. such a good conversation um, about this. And I think the last thing I would just say, and if any of y'all have anything to add on this, Mel kind of hinted at this earlier, but you know, you, we've all been there. You may think that, oh, I don't, you know, I'm doing fine. I've got this worked out. I'm not really, ap- you know, too apathetic. Like, you know, the truth is, is that we're all filling our needs with something and maybe you're not finding those needs met the way they're supposed to in relationship with God and others. Maybe it's through, like we said before, Netflix binging or food or obsession over, you know, other things, whatever it is, but it is getting met in some way. So Mm. that's another thing to just be bringing to the Lord and saying, God, would you show me where I'm having these needs met other than in you, other than in the way you intended? That's good. That's good. I'm glad you said that because it's true. You're not avoiding meeting the need. Right. You're just, you're just providing a bad solution. (laughs) Yes. Mm. The need is being met somehow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He used the, I was saying this last thing, he used the example of waking up in the middle of the night. You know, how, I don't know if you've ever experienced this and you're really lonely to either be, you know, to be with the Lord. That's been my experience. And instead, I go and look for the cereal bowl in my yes. house. I'm like, yeah. what does Chip Dodd say? Sugar before savior? Yes. Which one are you going to oh, choose? choose? <laughs> I'm like, man, I was really craving this bowl of cinnamon toast crunch at like three o'clock. Like, <laughs> probably wasn't. I mean, we if don't. I didn't eat dinner, maybe, yeah. but probably was hungry for <laughs> something else. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, awesome. thank you guys for just taking the time to have this conversation today. And we've said this before, but if you have any topics or questions, really anything that you feel would be um, an encouragement and um, and just a resource for you during this time, shoot us an email at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And we would love to see how we can um, just bring that conversation to the table. Uh, But until then, until we talk next time, just pray the grace and peace of Jesus over you today. We'll see you next time, guys. Oh, and don't forget, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug our new Instagram account, mercy underscore outreach. Yeah. Follow us. Follow us. (laughs) Sorry, Rachel. Nope, you're good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.